Elden Ring. That's a nice name, doesn't it? I am sure you have seen this or heard about this game all over the internet. It is insane how popular it is because I am kind of used to FromSoft games being niche and not as like publicly praised, but no, it's it's amazing. It's getting amazing reviews and I am happy this is the game I decided I wanted to play because it has introduced me to so many other good games. It's kind of crazy. Um, Elden Ring, if you want a very brief review and that's all you care about, it is Dark Souls 3 meets Breath of the Wild and it is as good as that sounds. If you are a fan of Dark Souls, you probably will enjoy Elden Ring because it is more of the same, but better. You have more options for magic, you have a lot more options when it comes to attacks, playstyles, you can sneak, you can jump, you have a horse. I mean, Elden Ring gets a lot of things, right? And I talked about how in the summer of last year, I wanted to pick up a Souls game partially because I wanted to understand Elden Ring. I wanted to be someone who could get through it. And while I have yet to beat any of From Software's games, I am close, extremely close to beating Bloodborne. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. These games are fantastic. If you are looking for a challenge, if you are looking for subtle yet intriguing story if you're looking for amazing combat and if you have yet to pick up Elden Ring because I know there's been a lot of games releasing there's quite a few releasing in March this month uh, at the end we're getting a new Kirby game and from the demo I've played of that it's amazing it is so much fun to control Kirby in this 3d environment and that is weird to say but it's true it's not fully 3d like mario odyssey and i think that's what a lot of people were expecting but it is a step in the right direction to that eventual kirby odyssey however this is an episode about elden ring and i should probably stop talking about kirby so i'm blank this is otaku dive and i really love elden ring so, for anyone who might be unaware, Elden Ring is an open-world action-adventure, uh, somewhat hack-and-slash, I guess that is the closest you will get in terms of a combat style, and, well, game, and it is probably one of the best I've played. Um, last year, in December, I beat Breath of the Wild, and that's something I did not expect to do. Uh, I thought it would take me a lot longer, granted I didn't do every shrine, I did the side quests I thought would be fun, I got the items I thought would be cool, and I feel like From Software saw that kind of uh, gameplay that Breath of the Wild introduced and really made it their own. Elden Ring has just as much exploration, just as many um, smaller dungeon type areas just as many cool things to find in the overworld 
and it has more weapons, more variety in combat, uh, more enemy variety. You're not just fighting Bokoblins or uh, I can't remember the really big dudes you can come across in Breath of the Wild. I never ended up fighting one of them. But uh, that's kind of one of the main complaints I have with Breath of the Wild. You don't really get a lot of variation unless you're fighting one of the bosses. And Elden Ring takes everything I kind of found wrong with Breath of the Wild, which wasn't a lot. I believe Breath of the Wild is a purely magical game that deserves to be played by many people. And Elden Ring somehow made that better in my opinion. Uh, you can craft items in Elden Ring. You don't have to worry about running out of arrows or selling a bunch of stuff to get arrows and stuff like that, uh, which was, you know, thing you had to worry about in Dark Souls and a thing you had to worry about in Breath of the Wild. You can craft things while you're going through the world. If you run out of fire grease, you can pick up the necessary items and make some more. Um, same with any of the other types of grease, which are kind of like items that add a specific element to your weapon. There's fire grease, I know there's blood grease, there is magic grease, which I, I have yet to use and I haven't found the recipe for. Um, but yeah, the crafting system is a really interesting addition and it's really cool to see. Uh, stuff like the open world itself. There are so many points of grace or sites of grace in this game, as opposed to what felt like limited bonfires in the Dark Souls games. I didn't really find that in Bloodborne because they were primarily smaller areas and there was enough shortcuts. Um, and I guess you could make that argument in Dark Souls as well. I just, shortcuts were easier for me to find in Bloodborne than they were Dark Souls. I don't know why. Um, but you don't have to worry about that. There is normally a site of multiple sites of grace in, say, castles. Uh, there are a couple of castles you can get into into the in this game. Um, a lot of the time, they'll hold some really cool weapons. Um, there are so many, so many bosses in this game. I feel like I'm just kind of rambling. So, yes, open world is amazing. Um, there is. A key thing in the Dark Souls games I feel like really throw people off of them and that is coming across a boss you can't yet beat and you don't feel like grinding you don't feel like going through the same area and killing all the enemies to level up get titanite shards upgrade your weapon so you can eventually become too powerful for the boss and just easily deal with him right in Elden Ring that's not as big of an issue I find you are constantly exploring. The first boss you will come across will be an enemy called the Tree Sentinel. He's a tough, he's a tough boss, uh, especially for the first one you come across. Same with Margaret. He is one of the hardest Soulsborne bosses I have played in the beginning of a game. Um, Cleric Beast didn't really give me a problem. Uh, Asylum Demon and Taurus Demon didn't really give me a problem. The last giant is a joke in Dark Souls 2, and the first boss, I can't remember his name, uh, Vort of the Boreal Valley? 
uh, the dude you pulled the sword out of in Dark Souls 3, again, didn't give me a challenge. Margaret is probably equivalent to a mid-game boss in all of these other games. And granted, there are only seven you have to defeat in Elden Ring to technically beat the game. You don't have to go into every cave and fight every boss. Um, if you are up to it, which I am, I'm trying to fight as many as I want as I come across because they're just, they're fun to do. That's part of the appeal of these games, right? But Margaret is a very hard boss and he will beat you with his stick and hammer until you either give up or decide, hey, I'm going to go and explore. And I am so happy I did that. There are sites of grace where I don't even, I have unlocked where I don't even have the um, proper map details in certain areas just because of explore, exploration. Um, there are trap chests in this game. And I feel like this is a good warning to anyone who has yet to play. Uh, be careful of chess. Uh, some people might not agree with this, but I recommend doing a quick Google search before you open one. Um, just normally the area, which you can find at the site of Grace, and then chess trap question mark will do you, uh, and will do good, and it will potentially save you a lot of time and. Uh, the reason I bring this up is they can send you to higher level parts of the game you might not be ready for, and uh, you need- I know there's one where you come across the centipede people. I didn't fall for it because I was made aware of it. Uh, it's in- it's a chest in, I believe, these, like, swampy ruins, and it's not too far from where you begin the game. And it like it brings you to this tougher area where good luck defeating people um, and you have to pretty much make a mad dash towards the exit and then you can teleport back to what you were doing so be careful of chests in this game um, but with that being said there are teleporters in the open world as well and those are really interesting because they might bring you to a higher level area and you might not want to deal with them um but with chests they tend to be traps these you can freely go wherever you want and that i think that's the main difference if it's a chest it's most likely a trap similar to mimics i'm not sure if mimics are in this game i have yet to come across them but if you open a trap chest you get teleported, you have to rest at a site of grace before you can teleport anywhere else, and that can be a bit annoying. Um, so be careful for those. Teleporters, on the other hand, you can dip as soon as you want to. Uh, they are not, you are not forced to find a site of grace, and sometimes it's fun to just try and defeat enemies if you don't have a lot of runes and you just want to get practice say parrying or used to dodging anything like that it can be a lot of fun and i think part of the reason i like this game so much and this is probably just me rambling and it might not be fun to listen to but the reason i love elden ring so much is that it doesn't hold your hand and um, for anyone who plays Souls games or is aware of Souls games, you're probably going, well, duh, it's a FromSoft game. But 
Let me explain. In something like Assassin's Creed Origins, for example, um, simply because that is uh, an open world game by Ubisoft and it's the first one to pop into my head, you have so many different markers telling you where to go. Uh, not so much in Breath of the Wild, which again, I appreciate, but in a lot of these open world games, Horizon, Assassin's Creed, any of the recent ones, uh, I believe Far Cry does this. I've never touched a Far Cry game, so I can't tell you. Um, One Piece World Seeker is another example. Batman. All of these are great games, even Spider-Man, but they all give you so many things to do on your mini-map. Mini it can be a little intimidating. Elden Ring doesn't give you anything. It doesn't tell you where to go. If you open the map, there'll be a line of Sights of Grace telling you a general direction of like, hey, this is the first story boss. But other than that, it gives you so much freedom that it's kind of insane. And uh, talking about a more recent example, Horizon Forbidden West, a game I have yet to play simply because Elden Ring came out two weeks later and I had to choose between which one I wanted and Elden Ring won. It's night and day. Um, from what I've heard of Horizon Forbidden West, it tells you so many things to do. And I I don't like that about open world games. I don't be, like being told, this is where you have to go right now. And if you don't, you're a loser. I know that's not what the game's saying, but um, I like Elden Ring because it's like, hey, you're your own individual and your journey is gonna be different from everyone else's. Uh, you're all gonna eventually fight the same bosses, but not necessarily at the same time, right? It's very different, and it puts open back into open world games, because it is very much your choice, and that is amazing. And I give a lot of respect to FromSoft because of that. Um, however, this game, not all sunshine and rainbows. Margaret, I think, is a bit too hard for a first boss. It feels like there is, um, and I've, I believe I've talked about this before, but it feels like there's this constant need to up the difficulty with From Software games. Um, you can tell this with Sekiro, especially because everyone's like, this is the hardest game ever made. And Sekiro, from what I've heard, is difficult. I, it's one of the few I have yet to pick up now. I just have to pick that up and Demon Souls. But um, it feels like FromSoft is constantly trying to one-up themselves. And it's like, I get it, because that's what your, your marketing is based off. That's what people really come to your games for. I don't play Dark Souls to look at the pretty view, uh, even though there is some gorgeous sights in those games especially bloodborne and now elden ring i play to pretty much get my ass handed to me until i hand an enemy their ass back to them um and normally i'm fine with that but with elden ring becoming as popular as it is i feel like a lot of people are going to quit and what i'm going to say might tick off people i don't know uh, it's hard to kind of gauge this community if I'm being honest because I'm very much a part of it But I feel like I might be a bit on my own here 
these games are better with friends. Um, and if you have a friend, say, you're, you've played Elden Ring, you've already beat the game. I am 14 hours in and have barely beaten the first boss, and I'm not even going to attempt the second for at least five more. Um, but let's say you've beaten the game and your friend wants to get into it, try and make a new character, play through the game together. That's what I did with Bloodborne, me and my friend Austin, he recently got into it. I had been replaying it for I think the fifth time because my save got deleted. I have played the starting area of that game specifically like close to six times now. And I think I've just become desensitized to it. Um, but I really think that has something to say because these games are that good. I'm willing to play through it. However, these games are better with friends. And if you can convince friends to play Elden Ring with you, to play Bloodborne with you, uh, Bloodborne specifically, you can do so many fun things with friends in that game because of how the visceral system works and, um how you can essentially hit most bosses weak points you can have one friend go after one leg and you can go after the other and then do a visceral attack on a lot of the beast type um bosses which there are a lot of uh anyways this isn't an episode about bloodborne because i do plan on making one just fully about that game it is amazing uh elden ring very much the same uh bosses have a specific type of armor it's never like televised to you r2 attacks basically slowly break it and whittle it down and then you can do essentially a visceral attack from bloodborne right uh you can do them if you parry bosses as well except parrying in this game is difficult especially for me who has come from bloodborne i think anyone who comes from sekiro as well might have problems with it because it's a it's a bit different you have to get it's all about timing and i've never been good at rhythm games um so my timing's kind of crap but i guess as i kind of start to wrap things up because i have so much more of this game to play this is legitimately my impressions of what little i've explored of this open world the few things i've come across and the first boss and a handful of cave bosses um and anyone new to it anytime you enter a cave there's probably going to be a boss at the end i recommend sorry uh, for the noise there i'm kind of shuffling around but i recommend picking up a torch from the very first merchant you find in the church uh i advise running past the tree sentinel because he will mess you up if you do not have torrent or at least a good summon um and that's another thing use summons in this game it is something the game gives you use it they are good at drawing aggro they're good at doing tiny bits of damage to bosses uh i really just recommend using them um, but yeah, pick up a torch and explore some caves, defeat some bosses, kind of get a feel for it before you do any of the bigger ones, uh, be it Tree Sen Sentinel or Margaret. Or you know what? Don't listen to me and play Elden Ring the way you want to play it, because I think that's how it's intended. Anyways, I hope you've enjoyed these ramblings about a game you may never play. I hope 
at least something I've said has convinced you to maybe pick it up or look into it a bit more and then decide if you want to pick it up or not. I believe it is a truly phenomenal game. There are performance issues. Um, I, I am fortunate enough to play it on a PS5 and the only real issue I've come across is pop-in and Pokemon Sword and Shield kind of desensitized that, uh, me to that. So it's not a huge problem for me. Other than that, the game has run perfectly fine. I haven't had any trouble due to frame drops or anything like that. It is, it's been amazing so far. And it's probably something that will be patched out a month or two down the line. Um, anyways, with that being said, I've been blank. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're, pardon me, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a review. I would really appreciate feedback, even if it's negative, because that means I can improve something. And if you have something you want me to talk about, follow me on Twitter at persona underscore blank. I hope you have an amazing day, and I will see you next time.